Welcome to the TJTV Podcast, episode 202. How is everyone doing today? So on today's episode, we have Cindy Reed, who is a singer, an artist, who does a little bit of acting, and she dances. She sung a song for us today, and we had a whole bunch of fun. We did talk a lot, so uh, hopefully you guys like this episode. It's about an hour and a half long, so uh, let's get on with the episode. If you are new, subscribe to Spotify, Anchor.fm, and much, much more, and here is the podcast. All right. All right, so right now I'm here with Cindy Reed, who is a singer and actress, and she lives in New York, if I'm not mistaken. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. That's good. So let's talk. Let's talk about your career. For, but first, before we get into all this, so can, do you mind if I ask you what your childhood was like? Like, what was it like? Live, you know, when you were younger. Um, I lived in a very small town, like outside of Albany, so in upstate New York. It wasn't um, a very artistic. Um, school, so being a dancer wasn't wasn't easy in that kind of upbringing. Um, I am not going to act like you know I was the most popular kid in school, and you know everything was perfect. It was a rough childhood. Being a dancer in the kind of school that I went to wasn't the cool thing, um, but nevertheless, like I still pursued it and I still loved it. And you know they always say you do you, I did me, and. Um, I did have a few friends. I wasn't super popular and, you know, having tons of friends, but I pursued my dream and I never gave up on it. So that, so it was like, you were just always like into dancing back at, back when you were a kid. Yeah. So I studied dance from starting from age seven up until I graduated and then went to college for dance. So. What college did you go to? For dancing. I went to Dean College in Franklin, Massachusetts. Ah, that's cool. See, I when I was in uh, when I was in high school, I I wasn't necessarily popular. I just knew everybody. See, I had a I come from like uh, two, you know, two older kids. My sister, I have two older sisters and one sister actually graduated high school when I was just going into high school. So like she told everybody you know, to watch after me. So I knew everybody, but when they all graduated, that's when I kind of like was by myself in a way. Cause I didn't know anybody at that point. Um, but when it comes to dancing, so have you been doing it since you were a kid and all that? And like, you're still doing it now, I take it. Right. Cause I see on your Instagram, you've been doing a whole bunch of it. Yeah. I love it. Like I've never grown tired of it and I'm still pursuing it now. So yeah, I love it with all my heart. What about uh, singing? When did that come? I started singing kind of when I moved down here, and then I kind of stopped. So I kind of got into the whole, you know, Broadway audition. I would go to, like, the cattle calls, like, everything. Because I've been dancing a long time, so I've been dancing, like, 29 years, so I'm kind of a very experienced dancer. So when I moved here, I moved here back early 2000s, so when I first moved here, I wanted to do Broadway. Broadway was the ultimate dream. That was kind of the be-all, end-all. That was really what I wanted. Um, it was rough, though, because, like, so many people want Broadway, and there's only so many people cast in a show, and it's a very tight cast. It's not It's not necessarily about your gift and talent, which is rough, because when you're going to college, it's all, it's your gift, it's your talent, it's, 
it's all working hard and discipline when it when it does come down to type it does come down to what you look like to be cast or something so i did i grinded i, I went to class i went to class twice a day before i would go to work i would take an 8 a.m class and then go to work nine to six and then after work i would take a class from seven to nine i drilled i grinded because dance is my everything and you have to be disciplined if you want it you just have to put the work in um but you have to know that it's very tight based they may have nothing to do with you as a dancer or as an actress or a singer. But I did pursue singing and I went to voice lessons. Um, I, I trained very hard. Um, for a while I wasn't training uh, I wasn't training right. So I was singing from my chest voice and I have I sing very well soprano. I have a high register, so um, I have to sing in my head voice. But I did pursue the singing for, for a number of years and then um, I took a break from it because it was just a lot of grinding, going to open calls, and um, I basically got into like commercial dancing, and, and a lot of that was good to do that as well, because now I know um, the theater end, and I know that I can also do commercial, that's great to do both. Um, and that was kind of a long-winded answer, but I have gotten into the singing through that, and now I'm back to the singing, and I'm trying to pursue, not necessarily like Broadway jobs, I'm, that's still kind of a dream of mine, but kind of everything I'm looking into, you know, even like doing girl groups, singing, everything. Like I, I keep an open mind for opportunities that I feel like the more I can do, the more book I will work. I have, um, I worked with this choreographer, Derek Mitchell for Flash Mob to give me my first paid professional job. And um, he said that he only wanted to work with people that could do everything. He didn't want to work with just a jazz dancer. He wanted to work with a dancer that could do ballet, jazz, or modern. So the more I can do singing, dancing, and acting, the more of an asset I will be to everybody, and I'll book more work. That was a very long-winded answer. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's fine. No, I like... I like long answers like that. I mean, many people I've interviewed, they usually just give me like one word answers. Like this one guy I had, he would just give me like one word of answers. And like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a good, like, to me, like, I like people who give me long answers and like go deep in depth with like what they love to do and whatnot, because then it gives, it makes them more interesting when it comes to uh, stuff like that, if you know what I mean. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what's commercial dancing? I never heard of that. So I actually, I love going to the library and educating myself. I actually looked up commercial dancing. You're selling a product. Anytime anything is commercial, you're selling a product. So if I were to do a commercial for Trident Gum, I'd be doing a Trident Gum commercial using dance to sell a product. So using dance in a commercial way. A lot of times people think L.A., you can do, you, there's lots of commercial dancing in New York as well as LA. A lot of people move there and that's what they want to do. I love New York because you can pursue theater or commercial dancing. I can do both. Not that you can't do both in LA and I'm definitely not bashing LA. I think it's great for some people. I just feel like there's more opportunity for me here because I just love the stage so much. Uh, but commercial dancing is usually selling some type of product. Uh, product. And it's usually a little more edgy. Like, it's usually a little more, um, trying to think. Like, you know, like, without using names, like, things similar. Like, um, when you go and you see a concert, you see, like, Madonna, or you see Rihanna. It's the kind of back, you know, when you see, like, dancers, the, the, um, the backup dancers, like, backup dancing. I take this class from, um, a couple teachers at Robin Anson, or Heels, commercial Heels, and, um, 
Yeah, it's like backup dancing. So it's just, it's very edgy. And um, a lot of times it's doing commercials, music videos. Uh, and it's really where a lot of the work is. Like you see on TV, so you think you can dance. You see X Factor, all these shows, like all commercial dancing. So I've kind of gotten into it because that's where the work is. And you have to go where the work is. You have to know where the work is. You have to know the industry if you want to work. Um, even though I, I love traditional singing and I love traditional dancing, and that's my roots. I went to the Albert Ailey School where everything was old school, like repetition, 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 like boring repetition where you're doing a plie and you're like holding it for a whole minute. And then you're like thinking, am I done yet? Am I done yet? But there's also, you know, you're also feeling great because you're like, I got this, you know, but um, yeah, I know that's a long-winded answer, but there you go. <laughs> Yeah, no, I never heard of commercial dancing, but you are right, though, with when it comes to L.A. and uh, New York. See, I was always told with stuff that I wanted to do, I wanted to be like a film, a filmographer. I wanted to do stuff with that. Um, I was always told you either had to go to New York or L.A. And uh, New York is more of a theater based type of a. It's more. Yeah, it's more theater based where L.A. It's more just like. You have to be at the right place at the right time when you want to, if you're going to be in a movie or when you do something with uh, music. And I feel like you have to have your roots in New York. Like, if you don't have, like, if you're not established yet, a lot of times it won't happen for you in L.A. Like, if you're established at least a little, you'll make it there. But from what I've heard in, like, acting workshops, if you don't have a little bit of a name or enough work, like, you can just forget it. Like, there's, there's what they say is there's so many people like you. It's unfortunate that there are people like you out there, but they have somebody out there that looks just like you that they're going to catch for that role and they're not going to need you. And it's all based on luck, too. A lot, really. And no one talks about this. They don't want to admit it, but it is based on luck. It's all based on luck. Like, casting directors will tell you, they're, sometimes they just cast off a headshot. They literally cast you off a headshot, and then you're cast based on that headshot. And they straight up tell you that. So it's just, it's all, it's not just a headshot. Sometimes it's a reel too, but the days of like auditions feel like they're gone for the most part. You know, we still have them, but there's way less of them. Yeah. I mean, and mostly, mostly people will just go on YouTube and make a video and like, it's either a hit or miss because it could be like a very viral video or it could just be like a crappy video that someone's, that some people do. Unfortunately for me, <laughs> like I'm in that, I'm in that age right now. I'm 24 where I'm just doing videos on YouTube to like, you know, see what I can do. But I've also, oh, that's great. That's great. That's, that's great. <laughs> but I'm also like, I also do podcast. Like I do a podcast and I do YouTube. I make money with my podcast, but with uh, YouTube, I just make, you know, random videos. And I know some of my videos aren't bad, but some are good. And uh, it's just like, you know, nowadays I'm working on more of the acting thing where I'm doing my own scripted series. And I actually know people in the industry um, that have like, you know, done work with like big guy, like big uh, actors. So like, I'm still working on that right, right now and trying to get my uh, name out there. A lot of it is who you know as well, like as well as like having the right look, you know, being fit and basically being beautiful, whatever, or you're not necessarily having a look you could be striking and not be be beautiful in the industry if you have that look but um it also yeah i lost my train of thought i'm sorry but like um there's a lot to it going back to what you said oh yeah i mean 
there could be i mean i could do a whole like podcast about conspiracy on hollywood and like what they want if you really if it really breaks down to that you could really do something like that and actually make and i don't want to seem like i'm bashing it oh no 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 i got you all there i mean i'm not look i i was in i was in la and i've been in i've been to hollywood and it's not you know when i was there a couple years ago i did not like it at all i hated it it wasn't uh i felt like i was in like I felt like I was in New York in December. I was in actually went to New York one year in December, and it was just like not the not the best time I had. I mean, I've been to New York plenty of times, but that one time in December I went, I did not like it. Especially in New York or LA. Uh, in New York, and then when I went to LA, I felt like I was in like when I was in Hollywood. That's when I felt like I was in like New York around December time because I went in December and like everybody was just like you know, asking for money and stuff. And like, people were bombarding me. It was just like one of those times I didn't like. Cities are tough. Like living in a city can be tough. You know, you got to work a full time job to pursue your best. That just depends what you do and how much money you're making per hour. Um, but the city can be tough. Any city you live in, people are going to be needing to get somewhere when they need to be there. People are in a rush. They're not always super polite, you know, We'd like it when people say, please, thank you, excuse me. But in the city, they just got to the point. I like that people are honest in New York and like they, they say what's on their mind. But I will say, you know, it would be nice if people had a little more manners and were nicer to each other and kinder to each other. I think a lot of people move out of the city because they see that gruffness. And, you know, sometimes people even have trouble, like, making eye contact with each other. And they're afraid to make that eye contact in New York City. And there's that disconnect. Um, I don't know a whole lot about LA. I really never have been there. I know a lot of people don't like it because they think it's so based on beauty and some people find it superficial. I wouldn't know because I've never been there. But there, it's, I think both cities can be very difficult. Like cities in itself are difficult to live in. They're not the easiest place to live in, even though I find, I think they're both beautiful cities. <laughs> I mean, I, I live outside of Philly and, uh, I used to work in Center City, which is like, I don't know if you know, if you know, uh, Philadelphia very well. But uh, Center City is. No, like, I've never been. I'd like to sometime. Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful city. I like. I mean, if you ever go, go to Center City. That's where you'll find all the sites. And I actually, I I filmed there a few times. But uh, I've worked in the city, and even uh, even in Philadelphia, we still have like those strange people. But it's more homeless people in Philly. Uh, I it's did, really. Sad. I feel like the homeless, like the homelessness, is horrible everywhere. I know in LA, it's really bad. Oh yeah. Uh, there's like blocks and blocks of homeless people, but we have it like. I'll tell you, like, when I'm going to work every day, I see people, and, like, my blinders are on. I never have my phone out because I, I wouldn't, you know, I put it away. I have to be focused. In New York, you literally have to focus. It's like driving. You know, you got to dial out to people. You got to make sure you say, excuse me, so annoy somebody. But you, you walk by a homeless person almost on every block. Sometimes I see homeless people, and I don't know why they do this. They sit in the middle of the street where cars can, like, hit them. It's almost like they're drawing attention to themselves and people, like, come over and they pull them out of the street. People are kind enough to do that and they care. But I see so much of it in New York. Literally, I can't walk a whole block without seeing somebody. And you don't really know their situation, so you never want to give money because they could be on drugs, so you don't want to give money if they're using it in a, in a bad way. I usually give food if I can. But um, it's really, really sad, and I wish there was something we could do about it, you know? There, there are things people can do about it. You know, more things need to be done. No, yeah, I, I understand that fully. Um, see, where I so where I live, I live right outside the city, and 
essentially about like three or four miles. That's where the airport is, the Philadelphia airport. And uh, there's always like one homeless guy. We have stoplights, obviously. So when when everyone stops at a stoplight, there's always like a homeless person or two holding up like a, like a sign saying like homeless need help. And, uh, you know, people will give them money and it's the same guy. Now, when I was in Philly back like two years ago in October, I went to this like haunted attraction with my buddy and this guy, it was on Halloween night too. This guy had like one arm and my friend didn't believe that he was homeless. He was like, oh, he's just playing an act. I'm like, dude, like you could tell who's homeless and who's not homeless regardless on what day it is, whether it's Halloween or not. And um, just the homeless community is like rising and it's... uh, it's very sad to see yeah, what people Yeah, something, go like, definitely needs to be done. I feel like nothing is getting done. Like, we need... We, I, I think people who have money, like, even celebrities, I think they, it's important, you know, and I'm not trying to bash them either, but I think anyone who is who has the money should definitely give it. Like, if I, I will say, if I make it in this industry, like, I'm making it now, but if I ever develop a name for myself in any way... Um, I don't like using the word celebrity. If I ever make a name for myself, I definitely want to give a good amount of what I make to people who need it more than me. Because somebody out there is like struggling and I don't want to be greedy with the money that I've been blessed with. Um, Somebody out there needs it more than I do. And we need more people. Whoever is in the position to give it, I wish they would. And maybe in this interview, they'll think about it and they will. Yeah, no, definitely. We actually, down in Philly, we have like a place where we have people who volunteer for uh, homeless shelters and uh, they actually give the, give like homeless people like the opportunity to get jobs. So they like, you know, give them a place to stay. They give them food. I actually volunteered there when I was in college my last year. Um, So my last year in college, we went to this place. They told us that they would give them like food there, toiletries to clean up, and then they would give them the opportunities to get a job. And actually... This one guy, he lived at that exact address, and I didn't know really where it was at the time until I went for uh, that volunteer thing for school. When he went, he got a job with my dad, and uh, now he's still working with my dad as of now, you know, driving and whatnot. So, uh, you know, it's it, I like what they're doing in Philly, but I still wish they could still, you know, do more for like the homeless people around the area because there's definitely ways that they can get help. Some of them yeah. want help and some of them don't, you know, Yeah. like there are ways that they can get back on their feet. There, I do see people that want to help them. They stop on the street. There are shelters. Some people don't want to stay in the shelters. I know I've offered homeless people food and they've been like, I don't want it. What is it? You know, they got to want to help. They, they, they can get better, but they also want to want to take the help. Right. And and that goes with a lot of people who aren't homeless either, like because there are a lot of people that I know that like are going through some like things and they're not willing to help themselves either. And that's something that I, yeah. I that's a big factor with me. Like I know people I know personally, they're like they're not homeless, but they're like they've been through tough times and like they went back to their dark place like one too many times and are not helping themselves themselves. Unfortunately. Yeah, and for me, I want to help others. And if I know I'm going through a tough time, I have to help myself before I can help others. You you have to look out for yourself. You have to take care of yourself in this world. You know what I mean? So. Now, when you sing and all that, does that, like, so, like, when you sit, when you go and sing and stuff, does that, like, bring you to, like, a happy place? Like, when you sing and act and dance? Oh, yeah. Like, any of my crafts, 
dancing to me, acting, like, I'll say whenever I'm pursuing any three of those passions, like, I never worry, I never stress, like, when I'm singing, like, I, it takes so much focus to, like, sing properly, and the sing from my heart has so much passion when I sing, um, it's, it's how I express myself, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest, uh, I'm not, like, a socialite, I don't go to parties on the weekend, I, you know, I I express myself through dance and singing, and it's just, it's just me. It's how I can be the best version of me. And I'm really, really happy when I sing. I love singing happy songs. I like the oldies. Like, I like Annie songs. Like, I like all the back-in-the-day songs. And um, I just I love, like, covers, you know. And I'm also, like, trying to create my own songs. I wrote one this morning. I'm still working on it, but I... I like to write. I'm also a writer. I'm a published writer. I do so many things. But, um, I've been trying to, like, dabble in, like, writing songs. And I'm trying to teach myself the piano. Because I know you can, like, definitely be self-taught. It's not easy. But um, I'm definitely, like, getting into songwriting. Um, exploring, like, different avenues of, like, writing songs. And I'm having so much fun with it. I'm so glad I got back into singing. And... I know I'm really gifted, and I've been told by many that I have a beautiful voice, so I'm going to keep pursuing it, and, um, you know, I wish that the things that I love could, like, be my full-time career, because it's, it's rough, like, when you have to work, you know, a day job, and a get-by job, it's not easy, you know, you're helping customers, you're helping people, and you have to be really humble, which I try to be as humble as I can be, um, but dancing, singing, acting, singing, all of it, um, it just brings me so much joy. If I could do it all day, I would. I wouldn't, if I could do it all day at night, I would, if I didn't need rest. Um, I always tell my friends if I could be on set doing the things that I love all day, I wouldn't matter if I, like, did double shifts, like, I would do it, like, just to be on set all day to do what I love. That would be, like, a dream come true for me. I love working. I love grinding. I, I barely take a day off during the week. I, um, today I'm taking dance class. So I am going to make time for church because that's important to me. But, um, yeah, I, I love, I love singing. It brings me so much joy. So when you say, when you say oldies and stuff, you mentioned Annie. Are you like, do you like musicals too? Like Grease and Hair and all that? Yeah, I love those. Yep. <laughs> I got introduced to Grease when I was like 10 or 11. And then my mom introduced me to Hair. Uh, the hippie uh, musical, and I and I was just like, oh, what? I was like, what's hair? Like it sounded stupid to me at first, and when she showed me the uh, movie, I was like, oh, this is this is kind of neat. I, I like those. Okay. I like those old types of musicals. I mean, like with the musicals that they that we have now. Like, I wasn't really a fan of High School Musical for some reason, but uh, with uh, Annie and Grease and Hair, like those are the three that I actually like, you know, tolerate because they actually have catchy uh, rhythms and. Uh, you know, melodies and all that. I want to see Mulan Rouge so bad. That looks so good to me. And that's a remake of the movie. So, it's supposed <laughs> to be good. <laughs> so, this kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, no, no. That, hey, I, I like random. Like, that's the thing. Like, with when I do my podcast, like, people can say whatever they want. They could curse. They could say whatever they want whatever they want, whatever's on their mind. And it's like, it doesn't bug me because people who people who put on an act for like, you know, publicity or really anything, it kind of like shows that they're, you know, insecure about a few things and that they're kind of fake in a way. And that's what I don't like. Cause 
you know, I've had people like I that on my show. I mean, I like people who are real and who tell me real life That's situations. That's how I want to be in this industry. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I see so much makeup. I see girls with way too much makeup. Like, I like to be natural. I like to be myself. You know, you like me, you like me, hate me, you hate me. Like, it is what it is. I'm just going to be me. You know, and I want people to like me, to um, my fan base to be people that like me for me. You know, Spunky Cindy with personality. That's who I am, you know. Um, I'm not afraid to be myself. I'm not afraid to be different. Um, I don't really care what people think of me. I care what my friends, like my close friends think of me, but not people I don't really know. You should never really, really care what others think of you unless they're people that really, really matter to you. Um, but thank you for that. Yeah, I, I, I want to be genuine. I never want to be fake. You know, I'm conscious of how I look when I walk out the door in like a good way. I want to, I want to be myself. Like I don't want to, put myself out in a way that's not real that's not me i never want to be compared to a barbie doll like i want to be genuine i want to be real and i'm actually if i can say this to you i actually find flaws beautiful i feel like so many people go out to get work done because they're insecure about things they 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 have insecurities so they want to go out and fix them and usually it's because of what people think of them they're like, oh, I have bags under, I have bags under my eyes, and they're hereditary. People have told me to get work done. I'm not getting work done. That's part of who I am. I think, I think it's a beautiful aspect of myself. I love my under eye circles. They make me, you know, and you know, little makeup they go away, but I'm not gonna like overdo it and look like somebody I'm not. I want to be genuine and real and myself. So that's just me. So with me, I have people. So I'm, I'm like getting married and. In uh, like you know, congratulations. Thank you. In eight months, and I always tell myself, and I've always told myself this. I always say, "Yeah, I'm really ugly looking," and like everyone's like, "You're not ugly." I'm like, and I and I know I'm not ugly, but I say it just because I know. I don't know. It's just with me. I say I'm ugly, even though I know I'm not. I just say it just to make myself feel better in a way. I don't know why I do that. It's just a weird thing I do. We're always hard on ourselves. People are just, it's human nature to be like that. Or maybe you're just trying to be humble. Yeah, pr- uh, probably. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, And even, even back then, like before I like was in, like before I was in committed relationships and whatnot, like when I was like 18, 19, like even when I was like 21, I really didn't care what people thought about me. But as I get older, I still, I don't know why. I just think like, sometimes I do care what people think about me and sometimes I don't. It's just, not, it's a weird thing. As far as, yeah, as far as being genuine, there are times when I do, but I, I try, I'm going to be honest with you, there are times that I do care a little bit what people think of me. I'm not going to act like I don't, that I don't have feelings, that I don't care. I do get hurt by things when people say hurtful things to me, but generally I don't care and I try not to. Um, so... Yeah, I try not to let that stuff get to you, man. You know, it's not worth it. Well, the thing is, now nowadays, like, I don't let people, like, people will say, like, you know, hateful things to me sometimes. And I don't let it, I don't let it affect me anymore like I used to. Like, sometimes I'll, like, I'll still kind of think about it. But other times I'm just, like, I don't really care about what people are, like, saying about me anymore because they're not true anymore. Like, that's that's the thing, especially in my town, like, I could see something on Facebook about like, let's just say, oh, like I know so-and-so is dating this person 
and now she's dating her best friend and like they, people would get so mad at me for saying something like that but like I'll, I'll say something real on like facebook through a status and like people will get mad over it and you know it's just me being real and it's just me expressing my feelings without going on like a podcast or saying it over camera you know what i mean people can be very sensitive we have a i feel like even though people always, people always put on that tough mentality and they want people to think they're tough, they're like, I got a tough skin, nothing can, nothing can hurt my feelings. People do have feelings. They, they can get hurt. At the end of the day, we all have, we can all get hurt. People may not want to admit it. That comes down to that fakeness again where people are acting like they're something and they're not. But I don't know. It's, it's normal. You know what I mean? Like, I always like that saying, you do you. It's, it's not easy, like, things still affect me, definitely, but I try not to. I'm not at the point in my career where I really have haters. People don't really know enough about me to have, like, that kind of, any of that, really. I'm kind of, like, undiscovered talent right now. Right. Um, so I don't really have really a lot of fans or haters, but I, I imagine it must be difficult. No, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'm going to, so, hold on. But yeah, I know what you mean, though. A lot of people are, you know, can be sensitive, and a lot of people get hurt in many different ways. Um, and even even if you're not trying to be, you know, hurtful to these to people, like it still can come off a certain way. And I've I've learned I've done that many a times. Like I did that with a friend of mine. It, well, anytime you do anything over social media or a text, you don't have like this is what I could go on about this too. Like people, and I've done it too. I'm not gonna act like I are perfect. I haven't said things I regret. But online, in a text, in an email, you will say things you will never say to somebody's face. So I try to tell people, if you're not going to say it to my face, don't say it in a text message. Right. You know, and people, there's those walls and people say things, and everybody does it. Everyone says, you know, we've all done it, you know, but it's also how you interpret things. Like things can be said in a text and if you said it in different tones of voice, it would be taken differently, but you don't have a ton of voice. So one little sentence can be misinterpreted in so many different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get, I get what you mean fully. Um, even I did a, so last year I had like a, you know, family issue going on and I was told like jokingly in a manner that I was like, Oh, you have to like, you know, you're getting kicked out of your house, did it, did it, did whatever. So I made like a kind of like a little series on YouTube where my parents were kicking me out and I had like 30 days to get out, which it all wasn't true. You know, I, my mom did say, oh, but you were making light of it. Yeah. I was making, you know, just like a little series. And like, I had people on, uh, you know, YouTube saying like, Hey man, like, I'm sorry you're going through this. Like you can come live with me. And my parents got very upset with the fact that I was making that, uh, little you know yeah video series i'm like it's for entertainment they're like well you got to use a disclaimer i'm like no like i was like i understand you guys were upset but like i wasn't trying to make it seem like you guys were kicking me out like i was just trying to like you know do it for you know a little entertainment and i had like people who were you know have been through that and they were telling me that i've helped them out through it in many different ways because are they still upset over it you mind me asking are they over it to be honest I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, not I, a surprise. Not really my business. But I mean, at the end of the day, I hope you guys resolve it because it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Especially with Thanksgiving around the corner. Well, the thing is, like, it's my family's been. We had a rough uh, couple years, and uh, 
It's not even because I like that you're being honest and real with me right now. Oh no, I I I love being honest. It's just with my family situation, it's very I don't know. Like if so my my one sister is in therapy right now and she would tell her therapist not because like she just wants to go talk to somebody else other than her uh, her husband. So she was telling me like what her therapist would say and like like her therapist would be like, "Well, what your family is doing, it's not, you know, healthy for what they're doing and it's not like, you know, right for what they're doing this that and the third. And Isn't he, that out of the scope of his training? Is he even supposed to say that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, if you if you heard the family situation, I think you would kind of feel the same way just because of what's going on. I mean, it, I've even asked other people, like other than like my other than my friends, I've asked like people who I work with, like what they thought of the whole situation. They're like saying, "Well, what your mom or what your dad or what this person's doing." it's not right. They're just like doing this because, you know, they're just trying to like bring you down, but they shouldn't be saying this stuff to you because it's not your fault for what's going on. This, that, and the third, that's what the type of stuff is going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, huh? No, you were talking about, I interrupted you when you were talking about your sister being therapy. Did you want to say more on that? Oh, no, no. Um, no, but she just, I mean, the only reason I think she really goes there is just to talk to somebody else, you know, just to see what their interpretation on what's going on with everything. Maybe she just needs someone to listen. Maybe she just needs to, like, get it out, you know? That, too. I mean, I, yeah. I've thought about doing it, but, I mean, I with with where I'm at now, like, I I mean, I'm not struggling. I mean, I just have, like, a lot of bills on my uh, hand because I live on my own. I have my own car payment, this, that, and third. But the thing with that, like, when I told my uh, when I told my parents I got a new car, they were just kind of like, wow. Like, they were just like, well, good luck with that. Like, they, didn't, like, they weren't, like, happy for me. It felt, like, very uh, upsetting in a way for that. It's rough. A lot of people... Also, in the world, not just in the industry, they act like they have perfect families. They put out, you know, these perfect family photos, and they act like everything is perfect. And ultimately, it definitely may not. Like, little do you know, you know, mom and dad might be getting separated. Like, you don't really know. People put out what they want you to see, especially on, like, social media. People act like everything is fine. You really don't know what's going on at home. You know, there's so many problems that kids go through today. You know, um, I have nieces, so, you know, it's, it's rough. It's definitely rough in the public school these days, but, you know, like, no family, I don't think, is perfect. Like, every family has some kind of drama. Like, it actually discourages me, because, like, congratulations on you getting married. That's great. Like, hopefully I can find that you someday, but, like, I'm being very cautious, so I don't want to jump into anything I've read their way my whole life and find the right person, because so many people get divorced. And, like, I literally, he's going to have to force me to sign the papers because if he says yes, it's a done deal. <laughs> like, it is good. So I have to make sure it's a good deal because so many people go through so many horrible divorces, like, horrible stories. The husband, you know, starts making lies about this person that he used to love. Like, you said you loved each other. You know, you made a vow. So, like, I'm learning, like, you know, every family has their problems. No family is perfect. Like, at the end of the day, your wife could be gone tomorrow. Your father could be gone tomorrow. 
you, you don't know what tomorrow holds. Someone could get cancer. Someone could die in a car crash. You know, every once in a while, my family complains about, like, the chaos of, like, things too much to do. And I'm like, well, be thankful you have that because, you know, you could be coming home to nothing and silent. That, that, and then they say, okay, thank you. And they say, I love you. So That's, like, the one thing I fear every uh I don't fear it every day. Like I, I rather, I like to live my life every day. And, uh, you know, sometimes it can get in the way of other things. Like, you know, if you want to sit down for one day and relax, but like, I always like think like, sometimes I think like, what if I don't like come home this day or this, because where I work, I, I work. I in know. A, and you can't think like that either. Like you just have to like live in the moment. Like you have yeah. to live life to the fullest every day. started doing youtube i would just do random things like i would go to this haunted road or uh you know mess around at walmart and then i went started going to more abandoned places and my parents would get so pissed at that and i would be like mom i'm trying to like live my life i was like i understand like me going to like a, an abandoned place like it's dangerous and i could get in trouble but like i'm not like vandalizing i'm literally just filming around and that's but the at thing. least they cared at least they cared you can have parents that don't care yeah, that too. I mean, and not to say like I wasn't mad that they were caring, but I was just like, I'm trying to like live my life and do like things. I've never done stuff like that when I was in high school. I was always the type of kid like I would go out with my friends and stuff, but I never really like went to a lot of parties. I usually would either go out with my friends. I mean, I wasn't around. allowed to date. I wasn't even allowed to get my license until I was 18. So really? My parents were pretty sick too. I hear you on that. 
Oh, I I had a curfew at 17. Like, my parents would, uh, they didn't. I mean, I wasn't, out. like, really allowed to go anywhere. My parents were super strict. But I was, like, I don't know. I was, like, an angelic child. I just did as I was told. My brother and sister were, like, the rebels. They did whatever they wanted. But That's how my sister, my one sister, uh, she actually did a whole bunch. Like, she would go out all the time. My parents let her get away with murder. Usually, usually that's how it works. Like, if the parents tell you what to do, you could the opposite like you go out and it makes you more of a rebel i mean i i i don't want to say i was scared of my my, my mom yelled like my mom used to scream and i uh, i i knew i learned to pay attention and i learned never to uh, but if you ever have kids with your future wife like if you can think about like you know the situation and what you would do and what you know when you're a parent Oh yeah, I always uh, and I always think ahead. I'm like, I always think ahead, and I always say, if I ever have a daughter, I never want her to date. And then like, then I have like, you know, someone saying, "Well, your daughter's going to date eventually." Like, you know, it's not. Is you're going to date no matter what, whether and you're you going probably to won't know about it when she is. She's going to do it. You're not going to know, and then all of a sudden you're going to find out. You're going to be serious. Yeah, it's it's pretty messed up to like thinking like that far ahead, even though I'm like that. We're you know we're. You know what? It may not be that far ahead. Some people get right on and after they get married. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're we're thinking of waiting till we're, like, you know, 30. Like, a little bit older. I think, not to give you advice, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, no. I, I no, mean, even, even my sister, like, my one sister told me, wait till we're, like, 30. And But I had a manager who told me, my one manager was like, I was always taught that, uh, when you when you're younger, you can have kids that way. When you're uh, when your kids are 18, you can go have fun at the age of 50 and 60. I'm like, well, if you have kids at the age of 30, you're going to be in your 50s or 60s, either way. I mean, you know. And I'm in my 30s, and like, there's a different a definite difference in my life. I feel like I don't know. I feel like a fully grown woman in my 30s. I didn't in my 20s. Um, I didn't. I felt like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I still wanted to be a ballerina. Like I hadn't come to the conclusion that ballet probably wasn't going to happen for me, which was a rough part of my life. Um, it's very strict on, like, body type and, and physicality, and it's, a, it's an even shorter career because uh, of all the injuries. But in my 30s, I feel like I feel more comfortable in myself. I feel like in my 20s, it was still, I still felt like I was in those teenage years in my 20s. Like, I feel like 20s are kind of messed up, no offense. Like, I feel like I don't know, my skin cleared up, like, once I got in my 30s, like, things got easier, like, I don't know, life seemed kind of tough in my 20s, especially, like, my early 20s, like, 21, 22, I was, like, not to say I was a mess, but I I was just all confused about my career, what I wanted to do with my life, and now, like, I know what I want to do, but it's a matter of making it happen, and some of it's already happened, so, like, on the right track, but I will say, I think 30s is a good, a good, I, like, I don't want to think about 40s because I'm enjoying 30s so much. Like, that'll come when it comes. But, and they say that even gets better. Everyone's like, oh, 40s are great, too. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'll am i be 25. And I was, like, thinking. I was like, damn, I'm having, like, a little midlife crisis at the moment. Like, and I'm not even, like, I'm not even, like, in my 50s. But I'm just thinking, like, 25. No, I think it's perfectly normal. Like, it's, it's the 20s. Like, once you get to your 30s, you're going you're gonna to feel so much better. I mean, at least I hope you do. Not everybody does. Like. Everyone's still going through stuff, like, all their life, I think. There's always something going on in your life, whether people want to admit it or not. Everyone goes through something. But um, 
I think it gets easier. So I think you have, you should look forward to your 30s. Like when that time comes. Even when I was like, how old did you say you're 24? Yeah, yeah, I'll be 25 in uh, two months. If you mommy saying, I enjoyed 25. Like I felt like 25 was kind of the perfect age. Things got even easier when I was 25, but things got ultimately easier in my 30s. So like career-wise, like knowing what I wanted to do, things just got easier. Things usually get easier as you get older, at least. That's what I've been told, and that's what I've noticed in my own life. So, the thing I used to do at the age of twenty-one, though, I mean, like everyone does, they, they would go to the bar. I used to go to the bar all the time, and then once I turned like twenty-three, I like stopped going, and I never go. To I the- hardly ever go to a bar. I hate like that's what makes me different too. I never drink. I don't like alcohol. I think it tastes horrible. <laughs> I I've never been drunk. I've never been drunk in my whole life. I have no desire, but I'm not trying to like in your opposition of what you're saying or disagree with you. I always disagree with everybody, but... No, I no, I understand. Alcoholism is very big in my family. In a good way, not in, like, a bad way. I mean, alcohol has been in my family for a long time, and I hear a lot of stories about, like, you know, what my... Uh, as long as you don't abuse it, it's fine. Like, oh, in yeah. my beliefs in the Bible, it's in the Bible. Like, people drink. It's, like, not, like, a bad thing as long as you don't abuse it. Yeah, and that, that's, what I, that's what I like. It's very big in my family for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but, I, I mean, once once I turned 23, I stopped going for some reason. Only because, not because of money. It's just because uh, it wasn't fun just going out every weekend and uh, with your friends. It, it wasn't something I want to do. And yet, like, even now and then, I'll still go, like, once in a blue moon. But it's just to watch, like, you You're know, probably a not going to go all once you're married yeah. and have kids, probably. Yeah. At this point, like, I'll go out, like, every now and then just to watch, like, a pay-per-view uh, UFC fight or something. Um, that's the only time I'll really go. And that's just – I want, and I always Uber because it's right down the street from where I live. So I have this feeling once you get married, you're going to want to be with your wife all the time. You're not going to have any desire to go to the bar. All that's going to be gone. So. Yeah, it's – I don't know. This world is very interesting with, with stuff like that. I mean – I don't know. I, I feel like in this day and age, like the relationship I have is great, but there are other relationships out there that you can just tell that it's not going well. And, I, and I'm saying that for like different people around the world, because like I know people who've been in rela- who are in a relationship with their boyfriend or whatever, and they really don't love their boyfriend. They're just doing it just to post it on Instagram saying, oh, I'm so uh, grateful I have I someone. Know, I do see that a lot, too. Like, someone will know someone for a week, and they'll post them, like, a trophy, like, just to say someone's their girlfriend. I, I can't stand that. Like, when people know someone for, like, three days or a week, and all of a sudden you see GF or a boyfriend, and you're like, what? when did this happen? Like, I have, like, a three-month role. I have to know you, and, like, you have to be my best friend. You have to be friends first, and I don't know you for three months before you, like, I don't like labels either. Like, I feel like when it's really boyfriend-girlfriend, you don't even put a label on it. It just is. You know, my brother and his wife, like, they they lived together for 10 years, and they, like, they just got married to make it official. Like, everyone knew they kind of were married, because they, and they were, like, when they first met each other, they, they didn't look at each other like, you know, like, oh, my God, I want to be with her, you know? They just hung out, and, like, they didn't even, like, whenever, like, anyone made comments about them, they'd be like, yo, she's like a sister to me, you know? They never saw it that way. Like, they didn't they didn't feel attracted to that um, at first, but over time it developed, and it was great because they were best 
exactly who you're with should be your best friend over anyone in the entire world that you put them first. Um, I don't know too much. I haven't had a million boyfriends in my life. I'm not like it's not. I I went on a dating site for like a little while. I was totally creeped out by it. like all these creepy guys looking at my stuff. I was like, no, I don't want to. Like, I don't know. It just scared me. It's like a scary world we live in. But um, yeah, I I don't like it when people just all of a sudden like jump into these relationships. Like for me, like right now, my career is like my focus. I feel like anything else might take away from it. Not to say I don't want that in my life. I want a best friend is a guy that's going to be there and love me and support me. And I want someone to come home to you that I love with all my heart to have the same beliefs with me and will be there for me no matter what. Um, but I'm not jumping into it. I don't want to just call somebody my boyfriend and like have him be a trophy and like be over my shoulder. You know, like I don't, I'm not I shouldn't be judging people on social media for that. I don't want to judge anyone. You know, but, like, the truth is, it does bother me, the fake and funniness that I see, these girls plastered with makeup, you know, that even, like, showing too much skin, putting yourself up provocatively to make a name for yourself or to get likes or follows, like, I mean, I'm not even all about having, like, a million followers, I think it's quality, not quantity, I'd rather have, like, 500, 400 good quality followers than have, like, a million creepers following me saying creep creepy or hateful things to me you know I have all so far I have positive things very few negative things you know you also put what you put out is what you attract you put out stuff that's inappropriate or negative energy you're going to attract that you're going to attract those kind of people you're going to attract those kind of comments and then in the end people that are like looking to hire you or people that want to book you if you're if your stuff is public for your for your industry, people that are, are interested in working with you, they're going to look at it and be like, why does she attract those kind of people? And reputation is everything as well. So as well as like telling people, your reputation is everything. They want to know your reputation if they're going to work with you. Because, you know, it reflects on them when they hire you. So, um, yeah, it, it all started with like boyfriend-girlfriend on status. But I don't know. It, it is a thing. Like, you, sh- I don't think you should just want a boyfriend to say he's your boyfriend what's the point in that like i don't right. even get that you know like i don't get it but the, the other thing is like there's nothing really positive on social media nowadays and uh and there is and there can be every now and then like every few uh every few follower you have but everything's based on negativity and showing off uh showing who you can make jealous and who and who you can make jealous and who you can make hate you know your life because of what uh somebody has like for example like say like um say if like me say if, like me and you didn't know each other say if i have like a big mansion with uh you know a gold pool around and you have like just a normal house like i would post that picture and say like just for example, say we like you would get jealous of that. I would just post it just to see how many people would get jealous of me, and then like someone would try to one up me, saying, "Oh, I got a uh, you know a golden house with this, that, and third, and they I would get jealous." And that's of that. another thing. I hate materialism. I hate material. It's just stuff. It is just stuff. People are so much more important. Oh, I could go on a big talk about that. It's not part of my friends. It's shit. It's all. It is. It's just. It's shit. You buy a fancy pair of shoes, what are you going to do? You're going to put it in your closet and you're not going to wear it until you go to a fancy party. You're just going to sit in there and collect dust. You know, it's just stuff. Like, people, people and love, like, I will say when I, when I, when I've been around people, and 
the most respect for them, and I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love them. I love elderly people because you can learn so much from them. But in the same token, most of their family is dead because they're so old that their family is gone. There's no one to love them, but they have all their fancy stuff. They have all the money in the world, so they buy all the stuff to fill in the void of not having people that love them. And guess what? They're miserable. A fancy car doesn't fill in the void. Like, they have all the money. And it's great, you know, if they need anything done, you like get their teeth work done, they can do that. That's great. It provides. Money can be good for things right now. I need Invisalign. I got, I have a bunch of teeth situations this year that I've kind of teeth nightmares that I've gone through. I'm worried it could affect my career. I'm taking care of it. I need to get braces and I've been worried about having to get metal braces, which I refuse because I just won't work. Um, but it has affected me and it's rough because it's expensive and Invisalign is expensive and I don't know how I'm going to afford it. Um, I really know what I'm going to do. And if I had the money, yes, it would be helpful. But in the end, to me, I think people that are poor, sometimes they are happier than the people with the money because they just, they, they rely on their family. Like they love their family. They don't take things for granted. People that have people are your riches and your gold. People, people, there's, there's no price on people, people that matter to you, people that show love and respect to you, high-quality people. I mean, we're all high-quality people. We all matter. But I don't know. I just I, I went on a tangent about materialism. It is a thing. <laughs> people are obsessed with money. I get it. People do horrible things for money, horrible things. You see movies on it. I just, I don't know. I think money corrupts sometimes. It's just my opinion. That's my opinion. Sorry. Oh, no, it, it, it does. I mean, to get on, I mean, I have, I know somebody, I have a family relative who's like a billionaire and he's the most down to earth person I've ever met. But, you know, when it comes to other people who have that type of money, they use it for more evil than good. And uh, I think that's what like some people have uh, a problem with. Like when they have a lot of money, they don't know what to do with it. And they just like do it for like, you know, crazy things. That's what I am saying. If I have it, I want to give it to people who need it. Right. Use it in a positive way. Charities. I want to get involved with charities. And not to spit, not, not ever to show off. Like, if I make it in this industry, I don't want to be, like, putting it all over my social media game to save the whales. You know, I don't I don't want credit for it. I don't want people, I don't want to do it because I want people to think I'm a good person. I don't like it when people do that either. People do that all the time. You know, in church we talk about praying in private. Like, you should never do things to do good to have people think you're good. You're good if you are good. You know, like, you're a good person if you live uh, a meaningful, good life, doing good things with your life. And that's up to you as a person whether you want to do that or not with your life. Um, But, yeah, like, I kind of got off on that, but, yeah. (laughs) No, I know what what you mean, though. It's... I mean, we could, you could go on, we can go on tangents about this for a long time and like, and it it actually means something to, to talk about that. And you know what I mean? I really enjoy talking to you. I actually can't usually talk like this. I'm not the biggest talker. Uh, I, I usually am pretty quiet in general, except with like my best friends. Um, Sometimes there's like awkward silence with you, but you're really easy to talk to. And these are like, I think more people should talk about the stuff, typecasting, money, materialism, like 
maybe this gives you ideas for like future podcasts. You could do a whole bunch of new ones based off everything we talked about on here. Yeah, no, I, I talk about a lot of stuff. Um, when I first started doing this, I would just talk about random to- uh, topics. The first topic I talked about ever was uh, about women, and I just did it as a joke. And then I started talking about, like, I, I used to do karate. I did karate for 12 years of my life, and I uh, stopped uh, That's cool. for a little bit. I'm going to learn that someday. <laughs> um, it karate is not bad. It was actually really fun. It taught me how to be more confident with myself and whatnot. Um, that's something I did lack when I was a kid. Um, actually I want to hold on for just two seconds, but yeah, no karate taught me a lot of things, taught me like confidence and to be more assertive and stuff. And, uh, but I would just talk about random topics. And then when I started doing interviews, that's when I would like get more of a target audience. And then once I started getting more target audiences, then I would talk about like other topics, like the time I was catfished and the times where I almost went to jail because I've had a, I've had a few run-ins. I, not to say I was a bad kid. I've just like done some like you know stupid things where I could have gotten like arrested and stuff. When I was in Boston, I actually was with my cousin and his friends, and we were cooking food. And no one's used the oven in the apartments before, but you know, like you know what a broiler is, right? It's like right under the uh, oven. I think I didn't. I, I lived in an SRO office for 15, 15 years, so I didn't really own an oven until now. So I kind of probably don't. So like a broiler, it's kind of like where you. It's kind of like a different part of the oven. It's on the bottom. It's kind of like where you can cook like a London broil or something. Um, okay. So in any event, there was a cookie sheet with a rag on it, but we didn't know it. So there was fire shooting up from the broiler, and. Uh, you know, we were just thinking, oh, it's a new feature. Well, the fire got really rapid. So we throw water in the oven, which when you throw water on fire, you know what happens. White smoke comes out. And in Boston, there were six floors and the whole apartment had to be evacuated because smoke, you know, filled up the whole apartment and the fire alarms went off and the firemen came up and uh, we were underage drinking and whatnot. And uh, they were really upset with us, the firemen and uh they were like, you guys can get arrested for stuff like this. Yeah, you probably can. Probably should have been doing that. Um, but just the fact that we didn't know there was a cookie sh- uh, rag, like a like a towel with a cookie sheet on it. No one has used the oven before. And uh, it was really crazy that that happened. <laughs> um, but no, we... Well, well, now you're getting married and you might have kids, so... <laughs> you know, it's a life lesson. I, I've learned a lot of life, life lessons in my... Uh, when I was a kid, even now I still learn life lessons and, uh, everybody's learning life lessons. You can never stop learning life lessons. Oh yeah. It's something, it's something that like can stick with you for a while when you learn something good about like something. I mean, I I learned a lot this year too, especially like in my family, not, not good and not bad. I mean, not all bad, but like mostly good. I've learned a lot of stuff like, for instance, I've learned that George Washington signed a deed to this uh, to a piece of land that my family owns from a long time ago, and I never knew that until recently. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, uh, you know, just what I've learned throughout the years. But um, what was I going to say? Now, I saw that you've been doing, uh, you know, you were talking about Broadway earlier. Have you been in any, like, musicals lately? 
No, I, I was just kind of getting back into it. But um, I did a, like a, a music video that went viral. The, the, the name of the, the musicians are DVBBS, DVBBS. That's also their Instagram. So if you want, you can check out the video. It's on their page. It went viral this year. Um, it was a flash mob. I've done a lot of flash mobs. I started working as a professional dancer's flash mobs. They're so much fun. Especially, like, going, like, to Central Park and, like, you know, having to pretend that, like, you're just, like, a regular pedestrian. And some of them are, like, so cool because, like, they're, like, proposals and they're really adorable. And we, like, do a dance around them and he, like, asks for marriage. And we're always, like, please don't say no because we're going to have to run away. Um, but that's a lot of the work that I've done. I've done dance films. Um, I've been dancer in films, like dance role, um, mostly like commercial work, like I told you, but that was one of the most recent ones I did, the, the, um, the viral music video. Um, and that was so much fun and it was so cool to see. Um, and it was cool. The rehearsal process was really cool too. Like seeing it come together. I love being special dancer and the dancers were so nice and, um, it's really nice when you can work with dancers that are nice because you're not always going to work with dancers that are nice. Dancers are known for not being nice and not talking to each other, unfortunately. It's always nice when you have, like, positive energy and people can just be nice to each other. And there are dancers out there who are like that and can work with people who are like that. Usually it's who you're working for. It's the kind of choreographer. They, they bring in the kind of energy that they put out. Um, but that was the most recent um, opportunity that I did. I'm always being considered for other projects um, as far as dance is what I did. I haven't done any musicals recently. Well, I think in the next few years, you could definitely do a few uh, musicals and you would actually be very, uh, very successful in your life because you seem like you're very motivated in what you want to do. And, and you're putting, you're doing more work. And that's one thing I like about people I mean, recently I tried to do a scripted series. I certainly don't have the biggest following right now. I've been getting like five likes. I know they're doing stuff with Instagram where they're like hiding the likes. And I'm always changing my password. I'm always like afraid stuff's going to get compromised. So I'm constantly like changing it. And I put all out, I put mostly professional headshots out. I barely put selfies out. Like I'm very, very professional when I put out. I don't have the biggest following, but. I mean, it's like I said, it's not about how many people follow you, it's quality. And every once in a while, I do get kind of a cool person that's in the industry that's well-known that does look at my stuff or does like or support. And that's always nice that they do that. Um, but hopefully, like you said, I, I just keep trying and I'll make it. I certainly don't have the biggest fan base yet. I'm on Discovered Town, but it's, I'm enjoying the journey. Like, I kind of like that, like, not too many people know about me now, and then all of a sudden, one of my videos could go viral and be like, who is she? She's a new face. I like her, you know? Like, I kind of like that element of surprise at being spontaneous, like, oh my God, where did she come from? She's really good. And I always want to be known as a good dancer, not a beautiful dancer. I, I don't want to be just a pretty face to people. I want people to like me because, like, and usually I do get that from people that, I, there was this company, I've done a lot of runway stuff, I want to mention that to you as well before I get off the phone call, I've done, I've been doing this charity run show, runway show, and um, it's to fight child trafficking, and I've loved it, I've been doing shows, his name is Tim Comedy, I've been working with him for almost a year now, and I dance while the models go down the runway, 
and it's really cool. Recently, he's been letting me get, go down the runway and dance. Now, it's kind of tough because you don't want to, like, kick people when you're, like, dancing down the runway, but I've been doing that, like, pretty consistently every two months, and I'm the featured dancer in that, which is pretty humbling, and it's, like, rewarding because I'm the only dancer hired for the show, and he also lets me start the show, and anyone that gets to start a show, that, that's pretty... That's pretty amazing when you get to open a show. So maybe I'm not getting paid for it, but the money is going to a really good cause. And I get all the footage and I get like all the, they give you professional photos and you network. They have this time in the beginning where you just network with people. So it's like, it's been really rewarding to do that. I may not do it forever, you know, but I'm going to enjoy it while I am doing it. And there's a lot of work in actually like the runway world of like there's more and more dancers dancing behind the models. Like it's actually like a thing. So as much as I, I do want to do musicals as well, if it happens, when it happens, I don't know. I want to do everything. Like I want to be that dancer that has done it all, said it all. You know, I want to be versatile. I don't want to just, I don't want to just do musicals. I also want to do TV shows. I want to, there was a TV show called Bunheads that was like, all based on ballerinas. I know one of my dreams is to be in, like, I don't know if you've heard of the movie Step Up. Have you heard of that movie? Yeah, I've heard of that movie. Yeah, like a movie like that. There was recently a new movie, High Strung, that came out. Um, I haven't heard the reviews on it, but I want to be in, like, one of those movies. That's, like, the biggest dream. I know it's, like, a huge dream. It's, like, big, big, it's, um, the big screen, but it's definitely one of my dreams to, like, Maybe even, like, sing, dance, and act in the movie. Or even, like, a musical, that's a movie. No, I mean, I I know what you mean. Uh, I actually was in a movie. It was more of, like, a web series, honestly. Um, so, basically, I went to this little acting. It was, like, an acting, uh, you know, rehearsal. And they said, all right, well, you're going to be the guy that gets taken down by this, uh, by the main character. So the main character was in a wrestling, was on a wrestling team and he was going to take me down. So he, you know, he threw me on the ground and then they're like, all right, well, you're going to be in that scene. And I never realized how long it took because when I went to this, when I went there to go like, you know, perform the stunt, they were just like, all right, well, we're going to use you for 15 minutes and then you're going to be done. So I had to wait. No, it's always longer. (laughs) it, It took me. It, it was four hours before they had me uh, stand up and do the whole thing. I don't even know why they told you that, because they knew in their hearts that it wasn't going to be that. Because anytime you're on set, it's always, sometimes you don't even get, like, your call time's, like, usually later than what they say it's going to be. You get there, well, and, like, I'm not asking people again, but when you get there, like, you're all worried about getting to your call time, and then you get there, and everyone's, like, chilling it. Yeah, everyone's, like, hanging out. Like, the people that are, like, setting up, they're taking their sweet time. And, like, we're rushing there trying to get to set. And you got to do what you got to do. Be on time, you know? But you get there, and everyone's just, like, chilling it and relaxing. You're like, what? I rushed to get here. And then you don't really you don't really go on until, like, later in the day. A lot of, it, a lot of it's waiting around until it's time to be on set. Yeah. You know, a lot of it, it's very time. I love it, but it's it's very time consuming. Usually, it takes. Usually, if I get cast in something, I make sure I have full day availability because there's no way I'm getting out when they say I'm gonna get out. Sometimes you get joined before, but very rarely. When I went, I I went at like six o'clock at night, and I didn't get done till eleven. And when I was, you know going, what I do hate about the the TV and the movie industry is you never know your call time. I know when I did background, I hated background acting. I am done with it. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, you just get treated like trailer trash. I can't stand it. And uh, when you, they don't know who you're going to be, you could be somebody big, and they treated you like that. 
but like how it works with background acting is you um they they cast you right? right, but you have to like call this number after you get an email, and it could be late. It could be like midnight, so you're waiting until midnight for the for them to tell you to call. And, and you have to, like, give them a... So when they call you and they cast you, they give you a number. You have to write down the number. And then you have to wait for an email. And then you have to call that number, listen to the voicemail, listen to everything on the voicemail, give you all the information, where you're going to be, when you're going to be. You're not going to know that until maybe midnight at night. And it could be any time. You could be working an all-nighter. Maybe you have to work the next day. They don't give a shit. Like, you got to be there when you got to be there. And you have no idea why. I'm not, like I said, I'm not asking you to get what it is. If that's what you want to do with your life, you just need to know that's what it's like. I don't know if that's, maybe you can tell me if acting is like that as well. But with background acting, you have no idea what your call time is. And you don't know how long you're going to be on. So I love what I do. So it's like worth it. I don't want to do background acting because I just, there was one time, I don't want to go into detail, but I, I got cast, um, as extra, and I got all confused on how it worked, and somehow I couldn't get through to the machine, I forgot my number, so I wasn't able to make it set, and then they called me, and they were, like, wondering where I was, and I was like, well, I lost my number, and then I didn't, I couldn't give a number in the voicemail, and they're like, get yourself together, just show up the set, and I get there, and like I said, they were just killing it, and they had already, it was outside, so the, the scene was outside, and the, the PA, like, didn't care. She's, like, probably getting paid in all night. So she, like, she brings me out there. Well, she doesn't bring me. She tells me to go out and tell them I'm a background. Now, in their defense, anybody could be going up to them saying they're a background or actor and want to get on set. So I look bad. So I go back to the PA, and I tell her nobody believes me. She walks up there. She's, like, doing a bong, like, on the way, which is so professional. And um, I get there. She lets me in the gates. So she didn't tell him that I was, like, background so I go in and then I'm on set and I'm doing the background acting towards the end he tells me that I'm not background to go home he's like you're not background I didn't cast you like I felt like dumb on the bottom of my shoe and (laughs) there were people that actually portraying like homeless people and I was getting told to go home that I wasn't cast and he knew I wasn't casted and I literally got out my phone with, like, the voicemail, and I showed it to him. Usually they give you, like, sheets that you hold on to that you hand in at the end of, like, your work. And I didn't have it on me. So if I ever do background work again, which I promise you I probably will not after that. Um, but that was, like, the worst feeling. Like, telling me that I didn't get cast after I didn't even come to set, being told I had to get to set, get my act together and get to set, which I did. And... I mean, it just, I'm not trying to, I'm not naming the company that did it, but I think, I think background actors should be treated better because you never know where they're going to end up. You know, everyone should be treated equally. You know, they could, J-Lo, I think, started out as a background, a background dancer, and look at her now. Yeah. So. Hmm. She's done it all. She's an example. I have a lot of respect for her. She's a, she's a. She's talented. She's done everything. I mean, she hasn't done Broadway. That's one thing she could do. You know, I don't. I know she can sing. That's one, something maybe she should look into. But she's so commercial. I don't know. But she's she started out as a dancer and a background dancer, background extra. She started, I think, from the bottom and she worked her way up. And look at her now. She's done everything. She's done movies, acting, singing. So a lot of respect for her. I like that. <laughs> so. I know you. I know you said something about. I know you texted me earlier saying you wanted to. 
you know, I asked you to sing, would you still be interested in doing that real quick? Singing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't have to. It's, you know, I just. No, I want to. I want to. All right. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. I would like that. Uh, what would you, what, what are you going to be singing? I've sung it, like, uh, it's on my Instagram already, and I've sung it, I've done it in performance, like, I've sung this song in performance, but, and I, I trained in it for a number of years, so I want to do the one that I know the best, A Change in Me from Beauty and the Beast. Okay, yeah, definitely. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. There's been a change in me, a kind of no the world I used to be, I still depend upon, for now I realize that good can come from death, that may not make me alive, but all it makes me good and That's fine. I like that. It was really good. Thank you. Keep it short and sweet. <laughs> so how you? So that's your favorite song, pretty much. It's my it's my best song. I I have other songs that I love, but this is this, this I've been working on this for years. Like I've been working on this since my twenties. So, so working on it for fifteen years. So I'm ready to move on to another song. But um, I've been working on some newer stuff. I'm trying to take voice lessons again. Um, I'm finally trained. I was training with someone I probably shouldn't have been, and I wasted a lot of money. You have to be really careful who you train with and who takes your money. And she was getting really greedy and raising her rates, and I was getting ripped off, and my throat would hurt afterwards. So I'm training with this girl that I really love working with. And she's training me properly, and I really love working with her. I enjoy it. Sometimes I just want to take the lessons just because I enjoy it so much. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm trying to make sure I train properly in my voice because you can. You can get, like, um, you can get things in your throat. Uh, I think I don't want to say it wrong or pronounce it wrong, but you can, you can hinder your throat, like, if you don't think properly from your diaphragm, so I'm trying, I always have to remind myself, diaphragm, breathe properly, and I always forget, I always think in my throat, so I try not to, because I want to, even like some of the best, like Fred Miller, all these singers, like eventually, like, like, eventually it, it hurts your throat, and it doesn't matter how well, you, she's a great singer, I, I love Fred Miller, so much respect for her, but I'm, I'm, I have a funny feeling her voice, her voice is a little scratchy, because she's sung so much her whole life, and even like, Probably BB Newer, so it's probably the same with her voice. Like, she's a legend, too. She's amazing. Um, but whenever she's in, I hope she's in Chicago again and dancing for a while, you do it. But I think as you get older, your voice becomes, like, sometimes it becomes deeper and it becomes, like, huskier. And all the singing affects your voice no matter how well you train. So I'm trying to train properly now. And, like, with acting, 
I haven't taken a lot of lessons I really can't afford, so I'm kind of just winging it. If I book a job, then I just do the best I can on set and I learn from other people. I book work without the training because it is so type-based. Um, and uh, I don't book tons of work. I'm still like in process for that and my focus is still dance. Um, ultimately, dance is still the focus, but I, I want to incorporate all three, singing, dancing, and acting as much as possible. Um, yeah. I, I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. Um, and I and I feel like once you keep going with it in the further years to come, it will work. Um, by the way, that was really that was, you have a really uh, great voice singing. Um, so thank thank you. thank you for singing and all that. And but yeah, like I said, in the next few years or so, I could see you, you know, living your dream and doing what you want, especially like you know, you're doing it now and it may be hard as of now, but it's going to, when that video went viral, that was kind of amazing. It got like 50,000 views and it got so many comments. I mean, it was because the, the artists are celebrities. It's like they're, but they're online celebrities. They're not like good people magazine, but it was kind of amazing to see. I was in like the second row and I was actually seeing that. It was kind of amazing to see that I was in a viral video. So, yeah. you know, not that that's like the be all end all, not everything's about viral this and viral that, but um, it kind of, it definitely like built me up. Like if I can be in a video that got 50,000 views and all those comments, I can do anything I put my mind to if I made it that far. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I understand that completely. But um, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, Thank you for coming on. Uh, it was actually really great talking to you. We talked about a whole lot, and, you know, it actually... I didn't think you were going to talk to me this long. I was surprised. No, like, I. that's what I like. Thank I, you. You're welcome. I, I like talking to people, and I like hearing people's stories and what they like and what they don't like, and, you know, I, their views on certain things. That's what I like about doing this. Like, you learn a lot from people when you, uh, when you do a podcast with somebody, and it really shows you, like, if they're a great person or if they're a bad person and whatnot. Well, I hope I seem like a great person to you. You are. I mean, and like I said, you're living your dream and everything's going to work out for you in the end and whatnot. But, um, I will be posting this. What's today? Sunday, tomorrow. So tomorrow will be, this will be up probably early in the morning. Where are you posting it? Uh, well, I want to, it's going to be on Spotify and I'm going to tag you in and, and all that stuff. Like on my Instagram. I'm not even on that. I don't even know how to. I'm, I need to be schooled in modern technology. I'm so old school. I'm gonna have to figure it out. I'm not even on Spotify. I'll, I'll post all the links down when I tag. Like, do you care if I tag you in it and use a picture of you, like for like my Instagram and stuff, when I uh, post this? Yeah, just any of the photos that I post on my Instagram. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely post it on my Instagram and all that, and then uh, it will be up probably around 7.30 in the morning, and then that way we'll go from there, all right? Thank you so much for your time. It was nice talking to you. It was nice talking to you, too. You have a good weekend, and uh, if we don't talk by then, uh, happy Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving's coming up. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you spend it with those you love. I definitely will, and I hope you spend it with uh, with you, the people you love, too. I will be. I took off my Zumba class just to do it, so yeah. All right. Well, you have a good you have a good uh, rest of the day. All right. All right. Bye now. See ya.
All right, guys, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, smash a like on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcast Breaker.com. Um, that was Cindy Reed. We talked a whole bunch. I actually, you actually can learn a lot about people when it comes to, you know, doing these types of things. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And, uh, if you did just smash a like and share it to all your friends and family. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you enjoy your, uh, fun fulfilled Turkey day. I know I will. And, uh, Spend it with time. Spend it with everybody you love. And you guys will be seeing a video on Gleason Photography and Videography on Facebook.com about it probably by Friday or Saturday. So, yeah, that's it, guys. Hope you enjoy that. And uh, we'll see you guys for another episode. Peace out, everybody. And we'll see you guys next week.